Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode we interact with industry experts or leaders or coaches or academicians across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and with my co-host Sudhakar. So folks, if you consider uh, someone's life or if you consider someone's profession or if you consider a business, everything has its own problems. And many a times people focus on the problems rather than thinking about solutions. So are there any methodologies that are going to help us with regard to solving the problems? So today we are going to discuss a topic, problem solving methodologies. And we are pleased to welcome Sushant to our show. Sushant Pandey is the co-founder of Easy Problem Solving. The company created a proprietary I3 methodology distilled from design thinking, Lean Six Sigma and TRIZ practices. Sushant and his team help their clients solve business problems in strategy alignment, cost optimization, revenue enhancement, and the bigger umbrella of digital transformation. Easy Problem Solving delivered a revenue uptick of half a million dollars for their clients in their first year of operations itself. Sushant, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you, Sudhakar. Thanks, Naveen, for having me on the show. A pleasure. So, Sushant, can we talk a bit about your career background and how you ended up co-founding this you know, organization to solve problems? Sure. Thanks, Sudhakar. And that's a great question. So if I look back at my career, it uh, it's almost like a rolling stone of sorts, you know. So I started my career with hotels. After hotels, I decided to work with GE. That time, the BPO sector was just about starting in India. Having worked in GE in operations and then quality, I moved to an HR consulting firm called UWIT. After that, I've been with Wipro, both in BPO and the technology domains. Uh, I was with Wipro in my last role. I was handling strategic initiatives for the CEO office. And post which I decided to do something of our own. And that's when easy problem solving came into being. So I've done my stints in operations. Then a lot of my corporate career was into problem solving, you know, quality, process, re-engineering, strategy, etc. And for the last about two and a half years, we've been on our own and we run a consulting firm. Excellent. So from corporate world to easy problem solving, what is the change that you see from the approach and what are the services that are offered by your company easy problem solving so in terms of uh, the the difference in approaches you know living from uh, paycheck to paycheck which is the luxury that a job gives you you suddenly move on to fending for yourself and you know there is there's no magical date like the first of the month right the first can be the 10th the first can be the 20th of the month depending on how the how the month looks like on a more serious note what has definitely changed is the definition of purpose the definition of success and uh, the understanding of the fact that uh, to create anything uh, long lasting and to create success you need to invest a lot of time and effort and secondly you know you alone as an individual can't really accomplish that much so you need a lot of support system you know if i take into example like you guys are expert in podcasting and for me to reach out to a greater audience i need your support versus learn this thing on my own so that is that is something that we learn in terms of our services what we help uh, clients do a larger purpose uh, when we started and continues to this date was to work with clients and to help them set up their processes having had a background in large organizations the key among them being uh, Wipro and GE very very process oriented organizations both of them we realized that there's a clear divide in India between 
very large organizations and small and medium business segments wherein large organizations like any other uh, global entity tends to rely on processes more than individuals and the story is exactly the reverse in the alternate side of the world which is SMB so we realized that you know SMBs need to go towards process because you know if i take e-commerce as an example out of the plethora of companies which started in india there is only one flipkart and one snapdeal and one india mart i'm deliberately not taking the name of the other big giant because essentially not an indian company to begin with the reason that others kind of petered out or could not get to the scale was not so much about their business policy etc in my view it's more about process orientation because process is something that makes uh, you know any any organization more repeatable and hence gets uh, more scale and people can scale up to the vision so that's what we help our clients do get more process oriented create much bigger scale and make everything uh, more repeatable and hence uh, create more leverage blend of uh, lean six sigma interest yeah yeah great so sushant you spoke about the difference of working pay to check versus being an entrepreneur and all yeah i know it is a roller coaster ride but you guys have already plunged into it and started making good business and when i say good business you i think you were able to save about a million dollars for your clients using this i3 methodology can you talk a little bit about your proprietary i3 methodology very briefly you don't have to reveal your trade secrets though Sure, Naveen. So I3 is in fact a product of the lockdown. So what happened uh, last year around the same period when the country went to a lockdown mode, suddenly all economic activities just came to a standstill. Even in our worst case scenarios, assumptions when we were making a business plan, we had never considered this to be a failure mode that economic activity will halt all across the globe all of a sudden and for a considerably long period of time. And that got us thinking that at some point when we will come out of this, and the companies will rejig their businesses they will need to innovate right the problem with an innovation in that case in the scenario to come by will be that there is no precedence to this some businesses will be wiped out the business operating environment will undergo a fundamental change for that matter if you take example of retail retail will suddenly move to a no touch or a contactless model which was nobody had thought of it right big stores always worked on a concept of somebody walking into a retail and getting in touch with the representative on the floor but with the shift to digital which suddenly happened right nobody thought that zoom will replace airlines or microsoft teams will replace uh, you know large uh, knowledge parks that we have in high tech city and around right but that happened and happened almost overnight uh, which got us to think that for companies to adapt to the new normal as it's called they will need a significant different operating premise and that's what i3 helps them do i3 essentially stands for inventive ideation for innovation i know acronyms are in vogue nowadays which is why i3 uh, what we've done is we've blended lean Six Sigma and design thinking and uh, we've come up with a list of 29 principles through which a problem can be solved. If I can take you guys back to your school days, it's almost like a log table of sorts wherein any business problem can be put in into a rows, decide on the problem and the assignable causes that one can think of and a potential step-by-step solution can be created out of it. So it's almost like a plug and play model. Amazing. We beta tested it, we've tested it. No what I'm saying is I'll be happy to share on i3 but there's something that I earn my bread from so I'll I'll charge you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So uh, Sushant since we share this commonality of being black belt certified and all and I often get questioned by many of my friends as well. How does lean six sigma certification help? So rather than me answering it directly I want you to answer that. How did this lean six sigma certification help you in your career? 
I think something that I learned in GE and that that I practice in organizations across is, you know, Lean Six Sigma more than a methodology. It's essentially a way of life. Right. It's about how you develop your thinking. So if I take my case in point, transitioning from hotels to finance environments and then to hardcore technology environments, you know, I was surprised myself that how am I able to adapt so quickly to completely unknown environments. Right. And the big shift was when I was thrown into thick of technologies and I was not young by then. I was in my mid thirties when I moved to Wipro Technologies and, uh, you know, I had no choice but to adapt to these new environments because suddenly you're thrust into a HQ of a very large company where in Everybody around you is taking technology. What helped me was, uh, you know, to break down every situation that I faced into smaller subsets, which is what something that a Lean or a Six Sigma will teach you very, very well. Break it into subparts, see the part that you want to address and how can you address it quickly. You know, essentially, even when I looked at technology problems, sometimes I was involved in solutioning of very large uh, enterprise engagements where uh, Wipro was kind of stuck or they were facing some issues. And my ability to pinpoint the question was primarily through... uh, looking at a Lean Six Sigma method. So I remember, you know, just on a, on a lighter note, you know, I was sitting in, in a discussion wherein me being a technology illiterate, if I can use that word, you know, used to question people on why are we using server stack of, of given configuration versus something else. Not that I understood technology. All that I did was use a basic regression and arrive at that logic. And that's how I was able to, you know, ask very, very pointed questions, which ultimately lead to solutions. So my advice to everyone is when you go through the methodology, while certification is important, please understand the operations and the design behind that philosophy or the working method. The rest of it will fall into place. So Sushant, we talked about the problem solving techniques, but how should leaders identify the problems in their businesses, be it from people, process, technology, any of the golden triad? How to identify these problems? That's a very amazing uh, question. In fact, uh, there's, there's a lot of research uh, around this topic of finding the right problem that even schools like Harvard and, and Sloan are engaged. So problem solving, uh, you know, how, how does an organization or an individual or a leader identify the right problem to solve? I think it's a it's a very deep question. In fact, there's a lot of management research which has gone into it. Just to, how do you get to identify the right problem to solve? At Easy Problem Solving, we have a very simple dipstick. You know, solve a problem that the customer wants solved right not something that that you want to solve etc and uh, you know this is also a genesis of a lot of entrepreneurship if you look at it because a lot of times when people look at business ideas they, they want to solve for something which they are attached with as individuals what they need to consider better is uh, what do the customer wants solved story if i can use 30 seconds to describe it is uh, the problem of uh, slow elevator now depending on who you ask there are very different solutions if you ask an engineering team the solutions will typically be around accelerating the elevator, you know, in terms of a faster motor or something. Whereas if you were to talk to building managers, they'll say, you know, you don't need to solve for a slow or a fast elevator. All you need to do is make the weight more enjoyable, right? So put a mirror, put a hand sanitizer in today's environment and, and people will be very comfortable with a so-called slow elevator. So that will not be a problem anymore. In fact, one of the sales gurus uh, who was hired by Eurorail to look at customer feedback and the problem presented to him was, should we increase the speed of Eurorail? He said, that's one way of looking at it to get to people faster. But frankly, in a developed economy like Europe, if people want to travel faster, they always have the option of taking the flight. Somebody wants to take a Eurorail they are more interested in the scenery and spending a little more time traveling. So why don't you just give them a little champagne on the way and, and the journey will be more comfortable. So you don't have to spend 
send hundreds and millions into engineering it's a simple solution of you know maybe a 100 euros to get a bottle of champagne so sometimes the the solutions we we complicated because we are not able to identify the problem from a customer's perspective that's also a big challenge because you know customers as an entity are never vocal so one needs to observe customers very very closely and understand what is it that they need to be need solved for on an immediate basis and the last point that i have is a lot of times uh, you know the problem that we are solving is not something what in my parlance we call it a bleeding neck problem a bleeding neck problem is something which needs to be solved here and now the moment we are able to identify a bleeding neck problem we get all the customer focus and the attention and hence the required resources to, to solve it if the organizations are not able to find a bleeding neck problem that's when they they will spend resources and time on solving a problem which will not give them the desired results right and which is where we see a lot of struggle happening where resources are put to a problem which do not require an immediate solution from a customer's perspective design thinking as a methodology is extremely extremely successful in identifying what the customer actually wants because it takes away a lot of bias from the equation and the organizations can identify very clearly what a customer wants for example the classic story in this case is between netflix and blockbuster blockbuster undertook you know loads and loads of surveys which only reaffirmed their bias Netflix realized that all the customers want is the convenience of a CD to be delivered at home and uh, the rest is history we we know where blockbuster is we know how netflix rules the world today thank you sushant you know i really liked the way you explained that bleeding neck problem because it is more like the perception right if there is no problem at hand that needs to be resolved now you will not see that the impact or the necessity to address that problem because you will not have better appreciation of it so now that we know how to identify the bleeding neck problem can you please talk about couple of approaches for solving such business problems Sure. The first one that I'll talk about is design thinking because a lot of times when we look at any solution or identifying a problem we look at it only from the perspective of uh, you know is it feasible and is it viable these are the two lenses which are applied we say that before applying these two lenses apply the third lens the first which is the lens of uh, desirability who wants it solved right and that who definition is defining the customer it's also defining you know what kind of a problem do they want solved right and like i remember back in my six sigma days we had this thing of is screw driver also a hammer so that's that's the classical way to look at a problem and so on so forth like i remember there there's also a point sometime back where in you know sales of uh, cherry blossom polish went up big time in rural andhra the erstwhile andhra and the reason identified was not that people certainly took fancy to polishing their shoes the sales spiked up because buffaloes had to look more black than they naturally are so they were polished with cherry blossom and that's why the sales and uh, you know the idea is instead of just you know going by the metric or going blindly by what the numbers dictate uh, it's it's better to do a deep dive and understand what is driving that behavior and then solve because a lot of uh, cases that we look at today essentially what the companies are solving is making it easier and easier for the customer to interact with something right be it uh, e-commerce be it retail you know ev- everything is facing this challenge and the best way to realize is just being to customer shoes and understand that today the disruption is going to come from any startup any industry across right for example one of the big challenges i was talking to somebody in the banking industry and they said our biggest challenge is customers when they go online they compare the website 
of a bank the ease of navigating a banking website with the ease of navigating an amazon and that's what the customers compare and they will keep on giving a, a low rating to a banking experience and the banks struggle to change that experience so the idea is you know all it takes is just pick up the phone talk to a customer have a conversation and the problem will be laid out bare but uh, because it's fashionable we hide behind data we hide behind surveys wherein you know and that's that's where we picked up our name actually easy problem solving we believe that any problem is inherently easy to solve provided the right tools are applied and lot of times we advocate our clients just go back to fundamentals and things will work out amazing great conversation so far sushant and loving the insights and definitely it is going to help all our listeners how to look at the problems differently and not only about looking the problems differently but how to resolve them so one last question for this session what will be your one piece of advice to those sure. aspiring to make big in their careers my advice uh, to them is very simple you know one don't plan too far in advance look at only 5 years ahead anything more than 5 years the world changes so rapidly that we have no clue what's happening second is you know always follow what is what is called your organic curiosity and to repeat steve jobs famous words your heart already knows what what's good for you so just just follow your heart don't get trapped into the into rationality because rationality is always hind bound but you know, if you want to change your experiences from what they have been in the past listen to your heart and make sure you know rest of it will will follow but just have the courage to follow your heart excellent continue with your organic curiosity and follow your heart if you think you can you can thank you sushant for you know joining us today it was indeed great to have this conversation with you on problem solving methodologies and also how to identify the problems this bleeding neck problem is something that will stick with me for long and i'm sure our audience are also going to remember this approach for long time in their lives thank you thanks thanks sudhakar thank you navin great being on the show look forward to some more thank you so much sushant Excellent. So folks, if you are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the other technology related podcast, Electronic Specifier Insights. Their editors dig into the electronics industry, how the new technology is shaping in post-COVID world, reviews from all the top electronic shows, and the latest technologies that the electronic companies are releasing. You can find them by searching Electronic Specifier Insights or by going to electronicspecifier.com slash news slash podcasts. Dear listeners, to know more about our speaker and the content, refer to the show notes and visit or follow us on social media. We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Pinterest and also on YouTube. Just search for The Guiding Voice and then follow, like, subscribe to us and also share within your network. In addition, please feel free to email us at The Guiding Voice for you. That is T-H-E-G-U-I-D-I-N-G V-O-I-C-E Four as a digit, you as a letter at gmail dot com, or WhatsApp us on India number nine four nine four five eight seven one eight seven. That is India number nine four nine four five eight seven one eight seven, and we will be happy to collaborate with you. Hey Sudhakar, can you talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show? Sure, Navin. So, guys, off late. We have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through YouTube, LinkedIn comments, WhatsApp and email and we are responding to them on one on one basis. Now, we are pleased to open up a new mode of interacting with you all 
while providing a chance to broadcast yourself. If you have any questions related to education, career guidance, or a specific IT function, just send your voice message through speakpipe.com slash voice. We will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or our expert panel in our future episodes. Hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity. Alright, so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And today's trivia is about Google, the number one search engine in the world or I would say in the universe. You know, what was Google originally called by Larry Page and Sergey Brin? may start thinking but let me reveal the answer so initially the founders thought of naming google as backrub but later they changed it to google which was generated by misspelling the word google which means one followed by 100 zeros interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today 